Welcome to the Today Will Be Awesome podcast, a short-form podcast where I share stories, songs, and conversations that aim to inspire you to see the beauty in each day. If you need a little pick-me-up, a boost of serotonin, or just want to hear something positive amidst the constant noise and negativity that can cloud our minds, then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is hosted by me, Kylie Odetta. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you're doing well. I've got a fun story to share with you today. I became the worship intern at New Spring Church in Greenville on September 8th, 2020, and was there until May of 2021. Due to COVID, for the first time, I wasn't able to travel and play shows, and so I was able to take this opportunity to get really plugged into my local community. I wrestled with if I should take the internship or not, but ultimately, God made it clear that this was my next step. So today, I'm going to share with you the presentation that I had to do as my end-of-semester recap on a few things I learned and how God moved in my life during the first three months of that internship. We're going to get straight to it, and I'm going to read directly from the essay I wrote on December 7th, 2020, which I gave as a speech in front of the staff at my campus. Here we go. This is the actual reading of my speech. It's hard to pick just a few things to talk about, but I will do my best. The reason I am giving this in front of you is number one, because it's a required assignment that they gave us, but number two, because I value being on this team and want you to know that you are 100% invited to speak into my life and be a part of my journey in the next three months of my internship. So a few things about me for those of you that might not know. I am 23 years old. I have loved Jesus since I was a little girl, but got baptized when I was 16. And that was when I decided to follow him for myself. In my journey, I have battled sexual sin, severe anxiety and intrusive thoughts, doubting God's existence, God's kindness, I felt extreme fear, and even apathy. But God has walked me through each of these areas over the past seven years and has shown himself faithful to bring me out of the darkest pits and free me to live fully. The Holy Spirit became my best friend when God moved me to New York at 21, and I had only Him to depend on. His Word became a beacon of hope when the truth of Scripture renewed my mind during a rough bout of OCD at 19. I have experienced great joy and confidence. I have gotten to live out my dreams of being a songwriter and singer from a very young age. I have been blessed with amazing experiences and family and friends. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. But somewhere along the way, I started to view myself as a highly intelligent person, someone who knew best in every circumstance, because of the gifts God had given me and the knowledge I'd acquired through all of these different experiences. I became so comfortable with God that I approached Him with boldness, but not with humility. This also carried over into how I internally viewed others. I didn't value others' opinions or input because I thought that I was the one with the greatest level of insight. It sounds ridiculous to say out loud, but unconsciously and sometimes consciously, this is how I felt. During this internship, we had to engage in a Bible reading plan with our mentor. Bridget, my mentor, and I selected the prophets and began in Jeremiah. As I began reading, I started to dislike what I found. God seemed cruel and his punishments on the Israelites came across as too harsh and even wicked to me. 
Instead of trusting my good father and seeking to understand, I put up a wall. I determined that surely there was a better way God could have gone about enacting justice. I started to feel distrust in my heart for this good God that I had come to know, thinking that I knew best how he should have dealt with them. As I communicated these feelings to Lee McDermott, one of the pastors at our church, with the gentle but painful truth only a friend who cares will bring, he shared that he thought I might be approaching the Bible and God with a sense of entitlement. I hadn't been approaching God as my faithful friend or the sovereign and holy God of the universe, but instead I was coming to him as a wavering accuser who would immediately jump to distrust at the sight of something uncomfortable or something I didn't understand. This realization was truly the best thing that could have happened to me. At the end of the day, I had to face the fact that I didn't fully believe that the Bible and God was completely trustworthy. But God is trustworthy is a narrative that Jesus lived in. Jesus showed this by ultimately trusting God's plan for him to die on the cross. If Jesus didn't view God as someone who could be trusted, then he would have never willingly died. But he did. And God proved himself trustworthy by raising Jesus from the dead and securing our relationship with himself forever. But even more important than God proving himself, God is God and I am not. The God of the universe, the God of love, of stars, jazz music, friendship, the ocean, joy, and healing, he deserves to be approached with humility. He deserves to be approached with honor and reverence. I can't save the world. I can't create the world. I can't do anything without the breath in my lungs that he provides daily. He is king. But the icing on the cake about God is that he is a gracious king. As I kept reading in Jeremiah, God's final word to the Israelites is one of mercy and restoration. In Jeremiah 33:26, he literally says, The last word is, I will have mercy on them. He doesn't owe us this, but he chooses to lavish love on us. As I regained a sense of humility for God, it naturally flowed into my sense of humility with humans. I've become more intentional in seeing the value God has placed in each person, to actually listen and love with a humble heart. I've seen how freeing this is and how much more I can learn and grow and experience love in ways that I could have never known before if I had continued placing myself on a pedestal. This has affected how I lead our fuse band, how I submit to authority, how I listen to the suggestions of others, how I take the weight of the world off of my shoulders and cast it onto God, humbling myself and embracing the fact that I am not perfect, I don't have to know everything, and I don't have to always get it right. You could say I had a bit of a messiah complex, and although my intentions were good, God needed to work this out of me, and I'm so glad he did. This leads me to my next revelation. Humility and authority go hand in hand. They are not intended to exist without the other. As we live in greater humility, greater authority is trusted to us. As we live in greater authority, greater humility is required of us. If we actually want to lead well and lead like Jesus did. These two words are the words that God gave me at the beginning of the internship as markers for why he brought me here. To learn humility and then authority. And I'm now realizing that the cycle will probably repeat for the rest of my life. If I am in Jesus, I should possess both.
But the kind of authority Jesus carried, which he has placed in us through the Holy Spirit, is not authority that comes from my own strength or intelligence or gifts, or one that is to be wielded over others. It is God-given, and it looks like serving and empowering others and magnifying Jesus. Greater authority is not just power. It is responsibility to care for those outside of yourself, and it is best exercised through humility and serving. Jesus is the perfect example of this, and because I am in Jesus, I can operate in this way as well. But I am learning more and more each day just how beautiful it is to be loved by God, because goodness, I have failed in living like Jesus on multiple occasions. Instead of beating myself up over this, another thing God has done through this internship is draw me closer to his heart and strip me of mindsets that he no longer wants me to carry. Perfection and accomplishment were two heavy mindsets that I carried in. I would get so distressed if I wasn't doing everything right or doing enough based on the standards that I had set in my own mind. Essentially, I believed deep down that I needed to do more to be valuable. The freeing word that he gave me and that he has consistently reinforced these few months is the invitation to be a Mary and not a Martha. I am someone who very much so loves to get things done and get them done well. I am disciplined and I work hard at whatever it's given to me. But in being so focused on accomplishing things, it is easy to miss out on Jesus himself, my closest friend. He has showed me repeatedly that the truly most important thing I could do is sit at his feet and soak up what he has to say to me or show me. That simply being with him is enough. So in the midst of some of the busiest parts of these past few months, he has caused me to take a seat and just be with him. And this has refreshed my soul and transformed my desire to be perfect into a desire to trust him more and lean into his perfection, not my own strength, not my own accomplishments, but the true joy of being with the Lord and allowing him to work into me and out of me whatever he desires. The final portion of my presentation is where I'm supposed to talk about what dreams and callings God has revealed to me. This is actually still unclear for me from a practical standpoint, but is very obvious to me from a spiritual standpoint. I have always been the person to know exactly what I wanted to do with my life from the age of 11 years old. I felt called to be a singer and to help people through my music. In many ways, I still feel called to this. But I also believe that God is expanding my dreams to incorporate so many other aspects. Whatever pursuit may come next, I believe that God has given me the underlying calling and gift of words through song, speech, writing, encouragement, teaching, or any other form of communicating. And the purpose behind this gift is to delight in Him, to restore the earth and humanity to its original design and to empower others to live in the fullness of who God has made them to be. My desire is to see people walking in confidence, fully alive, and thriving in connection with God and themselves. We were not made to shrink back or to live in fear, but to dance and sing and conquer darkness in the name of Jesus. I want to help people heal from things like anxiety, depression, trauma, broken hearts, broken systems and then grow in their confidence, joy, and relationship with Jesus, so that they can thrive in the giftings and purposes that God has placed inside of them. I want to show people that there is hope, and I want to do it through creating beautiful works of art and teaching. 
So that's the end of the presentation. It was really sweet to be reminded of all that God did in those short three months as I read this to you today. I hope there was something within my story that encouraged you or made you think. I also just want to add that as important as it is to sit and be and dwell with Jesus, it's just as important to be doers of the word, not just hearers. But that doing doesn't come from a place of striving. It comes from a place of abiding in Christ. God wants to not only be with you, but also work in you and through you. We may not always understand what he's doing, but he's got a great plan for this world, and he's got a great plan for your life. I hope you have an amazing week, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Today Will Be Awesome podcast. I hope you're feeling encouraged and re-energized to step into this day with a humble curiosity and excitement. I release a new episode every Monday, so make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never have to miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. This is the quickest way to help others discover the show. If you want to find out more about me or my music or you have any questions or stories to share, feel free to visit kylieodetta.com or follow me on Instagram at kylieodetta. See you next week.